This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words with no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time line the prime show i am your host xavier josiah just all sorts of tired and i am on a second tank of empty today like no like nobody's business and i think that may be due to two things one i spent a long hour like long hours of the night watching this defy wrestling show on pluto and I'm didn't dawn on me. I'm like, one, they may replay this thing. Two, this is West Coast time. So their time is going to start at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to their time, which means this thing is going to go all the way to like two o'clock in the morning. And stupid me, the wrestling fan I am, stayed up to that long. Granted, with that said, that show was amazingly awesome. Like just all about work rate. Enough said. If you're a wrestling fan, you heard about Defy. It's on Pluto right now. It's an app. Pluto's an app. It's a free app. They actually stream, but it's a it's a network within a channel, uh, an, an app. So it has all these different uh, channels in there. They got IGN is in there. Um, there's anime channels in there strictly for anime that you can watch for free. And Pluto is for free. It's always has been. It always will be, uh, according as far as we know. And if they're smart, they will not try to charge anybody at this case in the state of all these streaming apps that are trying to charge you up and Netflix doing their thing. But it is a free app. It has hordes of different TV shows for you to watch um, from comedy, sports, drama, whatever, old shows, you name it, it's on there. Um, You know, if you don't want to rock with cable, Pluto provides literally an entire network of channels within the app as if it is its own tv so 
you know, if you're a Defy fan, uh, you know, or if you've never seen Defy before, channel 732 on Pluto, you can check it out on there. So, and that's one of the reasons why I'm tired. The other reason is I'm adjusting to this weather because it's going off and on. It's 70 degrees one day. It's cold the other day. So I am adjusting all this. And as a result, consequently, I only got like less than maybe like four or five hours of sleep. So forgive me today in this very special, special, see, tiresome episode of Talk Time Live as we will be reviewing Ultraman season two on Netflix. And uh, we'll be talking about that in the top of our hour. I've been waiting for this series to come out and uh, see how they followed up with the first. I've really enjoyed the first season. Really, like I never been a fan of Ultraman like I have now. So I was anticipating the second season is here. Got a chance to watch it. I'll give you my review of that in the top of the hour. Um, but we also got a lot of things to talk about now. Today is May 1st and we are officially counting down the days to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we got to talk about all that, including my thoughts on Moon Knight so far, because the season finale will be coming this week as well. It'll be ending. We're going to see how this thing ends. It's been a crazy ride. So uh, we got other things to talk about as well. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so we're going to start off with my thoughts on Moon Knight from up to this point. You know, the first five episodes have already been played, is aired, and uh, I'm really enjoying this show. Maybe not as much as, and I, it is funny too, because they, if you watch the trailers, they try to push it as this is the best of them all, and I would not agree with that. Um, I'm not saying it's bad by any stretch. I'm not saying it's the weakest. I'm not um, saying it, it, it doesn't, you know up to standards but i don't think it's the best of them all um it's really really well done uh oscar isaac i think this is the best of oscar isaac i've ever enjoyed in any of the films that he's been in and i've enjoyed quite a bit of his uh work everything except for him on sucker punch um i like i even liked his apocalypse like i may not have enjoyed the entire x-men apocalypse uh movie but i thought he did a pretty good job in in terms of portrayal um, but his Moon Knight, his, you know, Steven and, and Mark uh, Spector is just so awesome how he's able to pull these two personas, much like William Defoe does with the Green Goblin gimmick, which I think he does like nobody does like when, when William Defoe does it, it's Shakespearean. Okay. So I am all for this. I really dig this. And I, I love it so far. I, now, granted, I will say the reason why I probably don't think that it deserves to be considered the best of them all, because for only six episodes, I don't think we're getting enough of everything that we want from Moon Knight. Like there's not enough Moon Knight in these episodes to really for my enjoyment. Like I would rather see him in costume and uniform. And it's more of a character development of the two personas that are, in, you know, that are compromise you know sharing each other each other's uh vessels 
if you will, Mark and Steven. So it really does focus on that aspect. And then Moon Knight comes in every so often for like action scenes and everything. So I would love it if they would, you know, just go straight to that. But we only got six episodes, so we don't get too much of the action of moon i mean we do to an extent but it's, it's like if you really look back it's really not that much on screen time for moon knight so it's more focused on the, the you know the performance of oscar isaac as these two different characters and again like last week's episode was probably one of my favorites because it was pretty much telling us the origin story of how mark became the moon knight in this case and how the steve the steven character is a manifestation of his childhood that he's oppressed pretty much and i thought that was really well done probably the most intimate and in, in, in really dark episode to date really covering that and i'm interested to see how this new episode is going to be um it's supposed to be like just a few minutes longer than the last few episodes uh that has come i don't know what's going to happen i'm hoping that we get a end credit scene out of this i hope that we possibly see another marvel character out of this but i mean i i am enjoying it i am enjoying it i think it's its power is within his performances um in this case the actions are the action scenes are great but it, it, it really isn't that much of it in there and I don't know. The other thing is, I don't know when the next time we'll see Moon Knight. I don't know if this is a series finale or a season finale. Meaning if it's a series finale, that means this is a one time deal. If it's a season finale, that means there's possibilities we'll see a second season. And we never know with these Marvel shows because each series is 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 pretty much like random in terms of you know what's good like what if is getting a season two Loki is getting a season two but i think falcon and a winter soldier has been talked about i don't think that's concrete yet but they have been talking about you know doing a season two but he's also working on the official movie for captain america four uh and that'd be anthony mackie so i don't know to what extent they're doing it um Moon Knight, I hope so, because I think there's so much more we can, you know, get out of Moon Knight. And I don't know when we'll see him in terms of the MCU movies in that state. So who's I mean, I, I guarantee we will eventually see him because, I mean, there's the Kang the Conqueror storyline, which is supposed to be the new major storyline coming soon. And even though they claim that there's going to be no Avengers, there's still I, I don't th I think there is going to be some new Avengers. Um I think they are doing a new Avengers uh, deal. I don't, I don't, I think they're keeping that tight lip, but there's just going to be new members in the group. I mean, you got Miss Marvel's coming. You got Ironheart that's coming. You got Moon Knight that appeared. Um, you know, you got the Fantastic Four that's coming. I mean, granted, the Fantastic Four is there, are their own group, but you got so many different people coming. You got a new Thor coming and Jane Foster. So, that's playing a role in something too. Hell, Beta Ray Bill might even appear out of the blue. We don't know what direction they're going to, but it's going to happen. But so far, I am digging what's happening right now and including what's about to happen. And when this new Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie comes out this week, comes out, it officially comes out May 6th. I know there's going to be some early showings of that. So 
Um, I'm not doing it. I'm going to movie tavern. My wife and I are going to movie tavern to go see it. This is one of those big ones that we got to check out in the big theater. This is much anticipated. I'm looking forward to it. Managed to snap the last two seats in a row for this. And it's the same two seats that we got before. So I'm really happy um, that we were able to snag that. And um, something recently has been announced and revealed in the last movie trailer that just came out this week and the new Doctor Strange trailer revealed that the Illuminati will be in the movies. Now, if you're not a comic book fan, you'll think the Illuminati is, you know, the Illuminati, which in all sites, yes, it is that Illuminati. But in the world of Marvel, the Illuminati consists of, uh, you know, superheroes that all come together, a, a particular amount of superheroes that come together possibly rather the most powerful or the or the genius level superheroes um come together to try to bring order to the universe or the multiverse for this matter and the original members of the uh illuminati let me look this up because i know uh marvel illuminati members here we go you can tell people have been uh, searching this because it's all over google (laughs) so some of the members of the illuminati included which is going to be crazy if they do this um tony stark was one of them charles xavier was another one which by the way that's if you heard in the original trailer you heard patrick stewart's voice which leads us to believe that this is their intro into bringing the x-men in dr strange actually is another member of the illuminati reed richards is a member of the Illuminati. So this could be an introduction to the Fantastic Four in the coming. Also a part of the Illuminati is Namor, which there was rumors that he was gonna be a part of um, Black Panther 2. Originally, that was the big talk before the untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman. And we don't know if that was gonna be the thing. So that was gonna be a thing. And then also Black Bolt, which they can easily bring uh, the actor who played Black Bolt in the unforementioned Inhumans uh, TV series that came out, and yeah, man, it's um, it's it's uh, it's really a interesting thing that they're doing here. I am looking forward to this. I mean, they can add anybody to this. Now, I mentioned Tony Stark, and this is going to be interesting because Tony Stark, of course in the marvel cinematic universe is no longer with us also was an illuminati was uh, t'challa the black panther that causes uh, that caused a lot of problems here um because you know chadwick boseman's no longer with us they are not looking to replace black panther with the uh console now they could go two ways with this they can do a cgi of to, uh, of Black Panther and just have him with the you know gear on and not do it. They cannot put him in at all. This is the MCU version, of course. So things can change to that. I just it's just really sad that they can't use him any more than they already have um, in there. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're going to do with that part. But you know it, it's going to be interesting. Um, Tony Stark also has passed away storyline wise. And I'll give credit here, and I'll give him even more credit if he's right. 
because um, one of our ACMG members, Brennan, uh, he's uh, been one of our more established, you know, guys in the, in the ACMG Facebook group. He made a suggestion about Tom Cruise actually being taking the role of Tony Stark. And I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, you know, there was talk about him originally take, playing the role of him. But I don't think people will accept him now as Tony Stark. However, thanks to the Loki series, you can say that this is a variant of Tony Stark that they're playing here. So it's it wouldn't be so far off the truth since this is the multiverse of madness. He could be a Tony Stark from another, you know, uh, universe that can be that can very well be portrayed. And it makes all sense in the world. And my my. My concern is how our short attention society, once again, I say that all the time, you know, is going to, you know, approach this and forget that in the multiverse, there are different variants of all these superheroes and all these people. And everybody has a variant of themselves, pretty much. And this one just happened to look like Tom Cruise with probably the Tony Stark beard. So it's not so far off from logic. You know, he could be absolutely right from this. And... We'll see. I mean, he, he absolutely could do this. And he actually said um, he believes that the rumors come in for, uh, full circle about Tom Cruise um, as the superior Iron Man. We'll see. Uh, I, I, You know, it's funny because Robert Downey Jr. pretty much owns that role. He literally like, yeah, Tom Cruise was originally looked at. But, you know, Robert Downey Jr. came in. He re he rejuvenated his career through this role and made it his own he reinvented the persona of tony stark because if you guys remember what tony stark was you know back in the comics and in like other formats like animated series and all the stuff he was always this debonair type of guy this um you know this i, I you know just really high class high stratified dude he didn't have the personality that robbie downey jr brought to it and when robert downey jr came in he brought a little bit of himself into this role plus the actual essence of tony stark as well and just created this whole nuance of this character from his portrayal and now his portrayal is you know the template of what everybody is you know looking into when it comes to tony stark now but people forget about like if you go watch the old iron man series from back in the day um uh, back in the uh 90s and then even furthermore back the one from the like 60s the stop motion the motion comic um series that marvel used to do in the 60s like those really old uh cartoons from back in the day that barely moved but they only moved their mouths and sometimes an arm and all this stuff he portrayed he was portrayed as just like really conservative you know um really conservative debonair type of rich you know dude you know uh, philanthropist and all this stuff which was kind of like a stiffy more like a stiff james bond the remington still type of guy um but now he you know this tony stark i'm all for this tony stark not nearly as what you expect from that so you know that's a you know anything's a possibility in this movie because we're we're going to be seeing a lot of things you know we're going to see a hell of a lot here so i am looking so forward to this movie when it comes out and uh and when you add the illuminati to it it just 
that's people don't need to understand how much of a big deal that is because they the illuminati in the comics with the people that i mentioned with the characters that i mentioned they uh they control the fate of a lot of people in the universe you know think when things are uh, and, um their whole job is to you know try to bring order into the universe and since dr strange did what he did it's only right that he approaches the illuminati and dating back to what happened in spider-man you know no way home so and by the way of all the times this week for you guys to actually re-binge on some marvel stuff leading up to this you got let's start with spider-man no way home that's actually let's start with loki i would recommend watching re-watching loki this week i think there it could be some tie-in step because that was also um connected with the multiverse definitely watch marvel's what if again because a lot of what's happening in that movie um is connected to the what if stories as well some of the characters that you're going to see in the multiverse of madness is coming from directly from the marvel what if hell we might even see the watcher in this so jeffrey wright might be you know appearing in here as the watcher again so my god like check it out it's it's this is going to be an awesome week to be re-binging on things and then also follow up with moon knight as well so there you go now let's talk about some bad news in the world of comic book live action and when i always say bad news somehow some way synonymously dc is involved <laughs> they can't catch a break here um it's unfortunate and i hate to announce this but batgirl has officially been canceled after three seasons and i understand why you know after after uh actress uh, ruby rose left the series and i think she really i think she actually absolutely really damaged the show i think she really damaged the show the show was really on a stronghold in the first season and then she decided to leave for whatever reasons she claims and which is crazy because like no other no other series no other series has had this issue and i don't understand why i i really really don't understand why she was the one that had issues where like you had all these years of actors playing these you know superhero roles doing these stunts and they never had any i never heard complaints to this day from anybody else but her and she just gave up on the show and i think because she was the lead role and the lead character and everything and they had so many different plans for her it just didn't work out and then they replaced it with ryan who i actually like but i felt like also ryan didn't flip she didn't feel like batman i knew she had to grow into it but it, it, there were times where even i felt was like you know this is not very Batman-esque. You know, I thought Kate Kane was definitely played the role back, you know, of the Batgirl. And then she actually looked like Kate, uh, Kate Kane as well. So they tried their best to bandage everything up after that whole thing. It just wasn't enough because they were doing some crazy things. They were just throwing some things out there to see if it was going to stick. You could tell and the idea of creating these new generation rogue villains that could be ryan's uh enemies it just didn't work out especially the dude who played the 
supposed like new Joker-esque type of character. He didn't work for me. He didn't work for me at all. I didn't like that character at all. You can't be the Joker and be try to be swag too. And the dude was just, he had too much swag. He was too GQ to be the Joker. And I don't think he was the right fit for whatever they were trying to do with that narrative. It just didn't work. Um, and then they were just trying to decide, like, it felt like they were trying to decide, should they bring the old gallery back or not? They brought Poison Ivy back, but then in the, in the midst of this, you know, Mary became like sort of a newer version of Poison Ivy. It just, it just felt like it wasn't connected. Like if you compare that show to the likes of, you know, Arrow during the first few seasons, uh, Flash during the first few seasons, Black Lightning, which was really tight. Um, Legends of Tomorrow during the first few seasons, like of all the, of all the shows that should be canceled. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow is absolutely like they have, they're nowhere near where they used to be. That show used to be so awesome. And it just, it's not there. It's a shadow of itself. They just have these random adventures now and it just, it doesn't connect anywhere. I, I, I'm, I watch it, but I don't enjoy it as much as I used to because they've gone so far off the normal superhero type of situation. It's just, it's no longer, it's no longer fun. It's like, they just totally turned like, just, I feel like it was the writers of WWE in some cases sometime with this thing. It just, it really felt nonsensical at times. And not, it, it just, it, it's not as fun as it used to be. If all the shows that needs to be canceled, that one definitely does too. But at the same time, it's like, we also have another show with black representation that is now being canceled off. Um, black lightning. I still believe sadly, I wish they would have kept that, but you know, people just didn't support it. I am at least glad that it was able to end the series the way it did. And then on top of that, they still, you know, gave support to the Jefferson Pierce character by, you know, having him come on the recent crossover. So I thought that was really, I thought that was really cool that they did that because that dude is awesome. That show was fantastic. And if you guys ever heard the interview I had with um, Green Lantern uh, writer uh, and former showrunner and uh, showrunner of the Black Panther Avengers Quest series uh, or Avengers Black Panther's Quest series, I should say, Jeffrey Thorne, when our last interview he was on, he was like, and he said the best, and I agree. Black Lightning was the blackest superhero show ever. Like I said, I also said on, the, on that interview, it was that was the New York undercover of superhero shows, bar none. The music that they played, the theme, the feel, you know, it was gritty. It, I, felt, I think they canceled it. I felt like they canceled it because that show got too real for people. It got way too real for people, but it was extremely well written. So I really dug that. And now we got Naomi, which is good. I don't think it's there yet because it's very slow paced in, in story in terms of storyline um but i'm hoping it'll grow and get better i actually like the naomi character now i've read a few issues of the comic um and i i really like where they're going with this um i just want to see where this is going because this is becoming it's it's starting to you know heat up but it's the pace of it is just not there yet with me um and then there's superman and lois which is by far right now the best you know 
Berlanti, Arrowverse. It's not even Arrowverse anymore. Um, what is? I don't even know what they're claiming this universe is. But like Superman is probably the flagship show now. Uh, if you look at the budget that they put in there and all that stuff, it is amazing what they do with that show. And and the subject matter on that show too is really awesome. So I, I feel like they're slowly but surely trickling away with these uh, DC shows and it's going to be interesting to see where CW goes with this because they their popularity was built on these superhero shows because before Arrow came out nobody was really watching CW when Arrow came out which was during around the time when Christopher Nolan came out with the um, Batman series and everything and they kind of patterned themselves around with the Arrow series to be in that Christopher Nolan-esque type of way they created something special and then the flash came after that and then all these other ones came after that and then supergirl and all this stuff and it, and it really created something special there and um yeah man it's, it's i feel like the mighty is falling here with these series so you know batgirl is just another one that is going in i i, I do expect legends of tomorrow to be announced that their seasons their series is going to end too it, it's getting to that point so um, let's talk about anime news here. Sailor Moon has announced, uh, you know, the people behind Sailor Moon, I should say, announced that a new movie will be coming 2023. A new trailer came out, uh, not in the States. It came out on social media. Uh, it was in, it, like an import trailer, if you will, I guess. Um, and it showed that, you know, a whole bunch of different scenes and actions that will be happening, new animation and stuff like that you know that that is coming for this series i don't exactly know what is going on they just showed a whole bunch of clips of things that will be happening that you will see in the new movie but there's no story there's no trailer that's showing you the story or who's the main um, antagonist for this one or not whatever or whether this is going to be based on any of the series because a lot of the a lot of the you know episodes or the movies that we saw were remakes of old versions of these movies so i don't know if this is a completely new movie or not nobody knows yet i don't recognize anything from it I, I, I it's been a long time since i watched those sailor moon uh movies from back in the day i did recently watch the recent one for crystal and i believe this is based on the crystal series as well so um but no doubt this was this was retweeted by amanda c miller so i am assuming guaranteed that you know our original you know voice cast for the show will be a part of this and uh you know down the line and there's unfortunately there's no word on when this will arrive to the states it will no doubt arrive to the states because sailor moon is by far of all anime you know of all the anime characters that we had like i mentioned this before in the sailor moon panel um last year like that series is among the Mount Rushmore of anime series of all time. And you talk about a movie that will make money in the States because of its popularity, that would. That significantly is a game changer of a of a series. Not just because of, you know, what it was, you know, just because of the series itself, but it was groundbreaking. You know, they had the first lesbian couple ever which in the u.s they tried to you know silence 
And now, you know, in our new stated ideology, that's not happening. They're, they're going to be expressing all of that in there. Um, you know, it, this show was ahead of its time in so many ways. So, yeah, now is the perfect time to premiere this in all of its essence and its totality and everything towards that. So I'm looking forward to this. I will support it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome uh, series. And that cast is just fantastic. And by the way, go to TalkTimeLive.com when you finish with this to watch the panel that I hosted with the cast of Sailor Moon on air last year and Repop's Metaverse. You will enjoy it, guaranteed. So let's also talk about something very important. We're going back to DC and one of DC's strong points, and that's their animated series. Um, I want to talk about the last two episodes of Young Justice. I don't talk about Young Justice much, and it just came back on um, uh, just a few weeks ago, but they are really, really, this is, I, I, I've said for years how Justice League Unlimited was their best. They're absolutely one of the best superhero series of all time. I am not ashamed or afraid to say that Young Justice has dethroned um, Justice League Unlimited. And, you know, much love and respect to the late, great uh, Dwayne McDuffie. But I think they use that show and his writing style as a template and was able to take it further because of what he did last i mean this show has now taken it upon itself they use their platform to now get into more serious subject matter here and i mean really like this is not just a kid's show this is a this is a grown folks superhero show because it's on hbo max there i think they're able to take more liberties of having conversations and discussions on certain subject matter that you probably wouldn't be able to do in regular series or you know i think we can now but the factors of HBO Max, I think it allows them to be a little bit more loose in terms of their dialogue, in terms of the subject matter, like I said before, and this was no different. Last week's episode focused on Rockets um, from Icon and Rocket, you know, fame. Um, she is a mother, but she's ch she's being challenged with some situations involving her kid who has autism. So in the first episode, you see a very touching, emotional, intimate type of scene where Rocket is like going through all these situations, trying to, you know, secure her kid and trying to, you know, settle her down. You know, she's she's having a hard, rough time uh, trying to handle the situation, and it is. It was, I've never seen anything like this in, in any animated series before because it felt real. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, are diagnosed with autism and, and, and there's also families with, you know, loved ones with autism. I thought this was an awesome thing to bring to the table. You know, you're watching this and it, it you know, this is one of these formats where it's like now it's out in the open. We can now have this conversation and people can relate to this. I absolutely love this and that episode was so awesome and then the episode i mean they started off with that but the 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 theme of it was how rocket would handle people that were that had just you know had like erratic behavior because when she went into the mission 
her mission and going to another planet, she also had to deal with one of the new gods who also did the same thing. So, and she was, I mean, it was, it wasn't like she was trying to avoid the situation and, and she just didn't know how to handle dealing with the challenges of having a kid with these type of behaviors and she didn't know how to deal with it well her husband suggested that he goes to a special school she she didn't she she hasn't coped with the idea yet and i think through this whole entire mission it did teach her to do that and i thought that was really well done some of the best writing i've seen on the series whatsoever and then just last week the last episode they also did they did it again they focused on uh beast boy mental trauma and ptsd after losing connor because if you've been watching the series beast boy connor dies or they believe that he dies and from that beast boy takes blame for the entire thing and from that note he 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 you know goes down into depression he gets into a depressive state he doesn't have the motivation that he used to he's not the same dude anymore um to say spry you know in you know vigorous dude anymore the you know laid back type of guy he his he doesn't want to you know join missions he doesn't he just sleeps all day um he dwells on the idea of him losing connor and it being his fault he doesn't talk to anybody and it led up to the point and i had knew this was going to happen i knew this was going to happen it led up to the point that after countless and this has been going what i loved about this is that they slow paced this this see this this storyline with beast boy throughout the entire season and it was like we we got like episodes of this of beast boy's decline in here and it's gotten so bad he's broken up with his uh, with his girlfriend which by the way his girlfriend just happens to be like the princess of something he's an actor too and he no longer wants to act so he's really like this is tmz worthy type of information of events that this dude is going through they would clam for this type of situation um and so he is just at the lowest point of low and it's so to the point that i knew it was going to lead to this that he was going to be psyche uh like uh psychiatric you know there was going to be some sort of psychiatric evaluation of him you know with with mockingbird who is pretty much their um psychoanalysis if you will or therapist if you will to oversee whether these guys are in the right state of mind to go out into the field and i've always loved this aspect about young justice because they always use mockingbird when mockingbird comes into the scene it's always to evaluate these kids who are going who are doing these extraordinary type of events and going into these missions and it reminds us that like you know superhero superhero work is is not fun in games this is some real life stuff you will lose people you will you will go through trying times you know you know you will kill you they may even kill somebody and it may traumatize them. mockingbird is always there during those times when she comes in you know you know somebody's going through something and i knew when they said that she was they, he needs to get you know he claims that he was okay but they was like okay if you're okay then that's fine but we need you to talk to mockingbird first so you know we were going to have this little session where these two are sitting next to you know face to face to each other and it's going to happen i love mockingbird's evaluation of the superheroes so this i knew this was going to be good and lo and behold she found her way to get him to reveal that you know he felt like it was his fault that 
Connor died. And I thought this was an awesome scene. I thought it was a great episode. And I want to see where this goes next. I, I really thought this was tremendous. Uh, and this show does no wrong, man. <laughs> they, you know, when they came back after the hi the ultra hiatus, I should say, um, and us not knowing, but the fans kept petitioning them. They came back and they came back with a force. I love this show so much because it, it's, they managed to even make it even more sophisticated than it ever was. Like if you go back and watch it from the beginning, it was great then. It's even better now because they, the, the level of, you know, the depth of the series has gotten even deeper. And they managed to talk about some of the best story development and character development I've seen in any animated series based on a comic book I've ever seen. It is so great. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, if you got HBO Max, go out of your way to watch this series. It is the best. Absolutely. So last bit of news I have goes back into the world of Marvel in the Sony-verse, if you will. All right. So here's the deal. After a less than successful debut of a spinoff movie with Morbius, you know Sony just doesn't learn, man. Thank you. They're they're they're, they're stubborn. <laughs> they are stubborn. They're gonna keep doing it. They you know they are scheduled to do a um, they're scheduled to do the what is it Black Cat uh, and Silver Sable movie that's supposed to be coming. Uh, there's I believe there's another one that they have in the works too but now they just added a new spinoff called el morto or which stands for the dead and it is going to be starring none other than uh recording artist bad bunny the infamous bad bunny himself now you don't know what el morto is i'll explain if i am even pronouncing that right First of all, you know who Bad Bunny is. He's like one of the top recording artists out right now. Um, when it, no, the highest chart topping recording artists right now. And he's been everywhere. This dude has literally been everywhere. And Bad Bunny is signs with Sony. This is not Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is Sony's attempt to spread, expand the Spider-Man universe with all these nonsensical you know deals you got venom you got morbius and take note none of them has made a hit point yet in the world of sony none of them that you can't even say you know venom 2 did a good job like it, it was okay like there was a small minority amount of people who liked that and it was probably a casual amount of people who really enjoyed the venom series but if you're like a real marvel fan like that like you know that they they screwed that one up i thought morbius was a better telling and portrayal of the actual character from the comics despite the fact that it didn't do well in the box office but they're doing it they're they're, they're, they're sticking to it man amy pascal is sticking to this so i just say give him give it to marvel cinema get like just give it to him man like come on <laughs> just why so emoto El, or El Mirto is a superpowered wrestler whose mask and powers were inherited from generation to generation. 
This character is most known to be the wrestler that Peter Parker faced that which led him to his origin of becoming the web slinger. So you guys remember back uh, back uh, during 1963 when he, you know, Amazing Fantasies 15 came out and the story of Spider-Man began. Part of the storyline, or if you even watched the Sam Raimi, you know, movie with Tom or Tobey Maguire, part of that situation started where Peter Parker wanted to wrestle. He wanted to uh, participate in a wrestling event where he could get prize money if he wrestles the main bad guy now they never really said who that guy was back in the day if i'm correct i've read amazing fantasies i don't believe i gotta look at i gotta go back and check it out again but i don't believe they ever named him back then but they named him now and they, now he has these powers because of this lucha mask that he's wearing uh that's inherited to him ala like sort of kind of black panther-esque if you will where you pass down the, the powers from generation to generation and this guy has been in the comic books of recent, especially I think during, um, I've read I, I've read um, the Sam Wilson Captain America books where he was involved in some of the uh, situations that, you know, Sam was in, in those street level type of deals. I always hated the fact that they made Sam Wilson a street level deal where Captain America fights all these hype, you know, Steve Rogers fight all these hype. I think they, they really dropped the ball with the comics on that one. I hope that, they, they're not going to do the same thing on it in, in the movie version. They can't. It, it's just it, it would be it would be an insult. Um, but he's been seen, in, you know, recently in other books and he's had his own series himself. But he is the guy that Peter Parker ended up facing before he became Spider-Man. And then it led to Peter, you know, in his arrogance, not, you know, getting the robber who was who stole the prize money from them. And then which led to Uncle Ben dying. So he this this character is a part of that bad bunny who is a he will be the first latino character uh the first ever live action latino lead in a marvel film from this and also if you are a wrestling fan you follow bad bunny you know that he was he wrestled a couple times for the wwe and from what people said he actually did a pretty good job he worked really hard and performed really well as a professional wrestler i don't know if that was a means to make this movie or did they just watch that WrestleMania or whatever he was on and see that you know we could do something with him I think it's a good deal for Bad Bunny I think you know just money wise I don't know how it's gonna do when it comes to when it comes all into execution like I said Morbius and I don't I'm not surprised that Morbius didn't make that much money because Morbius to be honest was not really that big of a in terms of like Spidey's biggest role gallery Morbius was like far beyond that you know Doc Ock Mysterio Venom Sandman uh Electro like all those guys were like his big guys Morbius was like the next step down even Craven the Hunter was a better villain than Morbius in the eyes of comic book fans so I I think they are trying to make a Craven movie too. God, God, they just Sony just stop, just pass the bar over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know how great they made their film. Look what they did to No Way Home. They made, they have perfected. Marvel Studios has done what Sony did not, and that is make a perfect Spider-Man trilogy. 
they had managed to make that and then they did so by bringing in all the old all the sony people and made them look better than the sony movies than they already did okay so i don't know man it, it's it's gonna be crazy and lo and behold we actually do have a release date for this movie it is scheduled to come out january 12 2024 cross your fingers folks yeah that's gonna be my birthday movie because my birthday's on the 14th so this is that's that's fantastic i i really love you for that sony thank you so we will see hopefully it'll stick and it can't be anywhere as bad as i i will say this sony may not have you know hit the market on making really good you know marvel movies live action marvel movies i would say because that into the spider-verse is the best thing that they ever done since the same Rami deal and uh absolutely it was proven because they got an oscar for that movie so absolutely like i would say just stick to the miles morales deal because they that's where they went right with that but these live action it's just not working it is just not working here so that will pretty much do it folks for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i am going to talk about the second season of ultraman on netflix for those who still have their subscription we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey folks, this is Brian O'Hollow, and you may know me from such films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and a whole bunch of USQ films. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live! Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and I'm here to review Ultraman season two on Netflix for those who still have their subscriptions. So, uh, yeah, this is crazy, man. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on with Netflix right now, but you know, we all know about the recent huge drop in subscribers that they've had over 200 K has been said. And you know, it's, it's a damn shame. And I think a part of it may be because they're getting too greedy and they want more. I mean, now granted, they do provide a lot of great content, some really awesome content. We all know this, but I just feel like, personally before we really get into this review is that because it ties in it ties into what i think of what's going on with this season as well i really feel like they are trying to be greedy i don't think they need the money that they're asking for to do what they need to do i think they're making more than enough from people and i think people are starting to grow weary of this and now they dropped so i don't know 
like i know what they're trying to do they're trying to make it less by giving this with ads and all this stuff i feel like they're not telling us that they don't need to do this i feel like that they have made more than enough money to be able to actually you know do compensate for what they do i truly do i don't know what the hell they're doing to the point that they need uh, to up their subscriber uh, fee to even more than it is now especially when we got all these other options out here you know and that's what people start to realize is like we have a lot of different options out here i don't i especially how disney plus came so strong and what they're doing right now is really dope and they're not charging us that much and hopefully they never will you know I, there's no need for greed <clears throat> and not in this case either with that said we got season two of Ultraman. Thank goodness we got this because according to Netflix, they're going to be uh, dropping some projects, some upcoming animation projects that they were working on. And it could be one of your favorite shows. There's nothing that's been announced yet, but I, I think there is. I am going to call their bluff. I think that they're doing a lot of things to try to, you know, scare people into resubscribing or doing stuff like this or they're just being bitter about it whatever like that i don't know it just feels weird that this is all happening now <sighs> unless they're not telling us something that they're you know stretching their uh wallets thin which i i just don't see because this company has made a horde of money with all the viewerships now granted they also suffered from multiple people sharing subscriptions they should have nipped that in the bud ages ago and they didn't and that's biting them in the ass now. So, and that's pretty much on them as well. With that said, I've really enjoyed this season uh, of Ultraman. I, Like I said, Ultraman is a time-honored, uh, legendary Japanese Super Sentai show, and or um, <clears throat> Kaiju series, if you will. And they turned this into more or less a a super sentai anime sh uh, series like none of the ultraman have yet to actually go giant in this series they have not and i don't think they're intention to do that and now this series is expanded in terms of the amount of um members of ultraman that they have you know ultraman toro has joined the team now you got ultraman ace as well in there and all of the different ultramans that we see from back in the day are coming back um by the way super robot wars the video game they also have uh, members of Ultraman on there as well. Uh, recently, you know, picked up that DLC from the Japanese side of uh, the Nintendo Switch. And I so enjoyed it. That game is never ending. <laughs> but now it has the Ultraman group that you could that could be on your squad and everything now. So I really enjoy that. And I really enjoyed this for what it was worth and i say that because there was only six episodes this season i was really surprised by this but then upon hearing about everything that's going on i am no longer surprised because i don't know if it was if this is just the six episodes this is a the first half of the season i'm hoping that there will be a second half because if this is all of season two i'm kind of disappointed because i felt like there was so much more we could get from this series um it ended as if this was actually it like episode six entitled ultraman number six um it really felt like this they everything that was going on from episode one has 
going to a climatic finish here. So it just felt like a an OVA of the series. I mean, I loved everything about it. And basically the deal here is that, you know, um, there's been a disappearance of people thanks to this alien, you know, race, you know, rampage um, going on. And, you know, it's up to Ultraman, the Ultraman to stop them. And then uh, all comes a new Ultraman uh, in the form of um, Katoro. And he has a disability to go into bursting the flames full enemy. And he uses it. He finds his way to using the suit to control that power within him as well. So this was the introduction to a lot of different new characters in this series. But much like I talked about with Moon Knight, I think there was so much more you could do and cover with that. And sometimes like six episodes is just not enough. Um, same here. I just I really enjoyed everything about this. I like I there was only one other Ultraman series that I loved and enjoyed. And it was just one that Fox Kids, Fox for Kids came out with. It was like a redubbed version of a Ultraman series, but they took the liberty of you know the ADR, you know, writers and directors rewrote the series into some sort of a kind of a lightly raunchy, etchy kind of comedy during the kids hours and some of the jokes that they would say in this show like it would go over a kid's head but like if you're if you're you know a teenager or an adult watching this you get what's what they're saying it was going on and i thought this show was hilarious it was awesome and i haven't liked the ultraman show since then because i mean ultraman was like done in the 60s 70s or whatnot and you know there wasn't a lot of in terms of special effects or anything it, you know it was the same techniques that they would use for godzilla and all these other kaiju battling you know series that they came out with at the time um even the super sentai series with um with the power rangers if you will and you know giant robot battles versus the kaiju battles or whatnot so they would do the same thing they are in a stage set where they created a set that looks you know with the with the uh, city looks like they're scaled higher than the city or whatever like that but you know now we have the tools and the animation and the budget and and the ability to do more in this case they didn't these guys aren't like super doing super kaiju battles uh, they're battling giant robots they're battling you know monsters whatever like that but they're not themselves are not transforming or you know expanding and scaling up higher than you know the monsters to fight them they're fighting them as is so they're like literally the power rangers at this point um they did pay homage to the original ultraman by one little scene where they showed a statue of the old ultraman look in there so um it was I, I you know the action was really good the animation is really awesome i do find it funny that it was just one scene in the first episode where Kataro, um or was it the first episode or second um Kataro, who's the journalist you know Kataro higashi who's a journalist who ends up becoming you know ultraman toro is encountered by an old friend of his who you know comes over to and smiles at him as she you know walks towards him to embrace him like she's missing him but then she goes in and totally like gets her face expression changes her hand raises up and she literally literally will smith the hell out of this dude like this she did exactly what will smith did in the oscars it i found it hilarious because people made it seem like 
what Will did was, and I'm not justifying Will did. I'm just saying this happens more often. Will Smith didn't invent this style of, you know, of assault. This type of thing has been going on way before Will Smith is just now being televised on a national basis. People will walk up to you as if they're cool with you and then change their whole expression the minute they get close enough to you to, con to get come into contact with you. This character did the exact same thing to Kataro and bitch slapped the hell out of him to the point that he went to the ground. <laughs> and she, but first she was smiling and, and caught him off guard to, you know, put his guard down. I thought that was hilarious. That was beyond hilarious. Cause it was like, I knew this wasn't planned. This was like, they made this series prior to any of that Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. So it, it really just proved that like, this is not a new thing. This thing has been like, this type of assault has been happening throughout time. Okay. So, but nonetheless, the, the, um, enemies in here, like, I mean, they, they, everything just felt like really fast paced too, which makes me believe that this is only going to have six episodes. I hope that there isn't, but, um, they were Shinjiro was literally about to, uh, believe, uh, have a little bit of a flame with the alien enemy that wound up not being an enemy after a while. And I hate to spoil it for anybody, but you know, things happen. Let's just put it like that. And things happen to the idea that he, he, he ain't going to be, uh, getting numbers from this chick. So, um, yeah, but I, I, it's an enjoyable series. It's unfortunately just too short for me. Um, I love the characters. I love the, the suit designs, like whoever is responsible for the suit designs is absolutely awesome. I love these new, and I think that's what really drew me in because I never was a fan. I think that was the other thing that turned me off was I was never really a fan of the design of Ultraman. It just looks really cheaply done, but this more modern take of the Ultraman suits are so awesome. And then on top of that, we get a brand new version of one of the suits too in there. And it is fairly enjoyable. It's not like the best anime I've ever seen, but it, I will say is the best Ultraman series I've ever seen, but it's only six episodes. I just felt like I needed more from it. So, I mean, if you still, and I don't, again, I don't know if, what the reason why there's only six episodes because the first season had at least up to 13. Um, I don't know. Maybe there are another six episodes, six, seven episodes, uh, coming soon, hopefully. And if that's the case, we'll report back on it and probably get it a better grade than that. But, um, this right now, I feel like it is good, but not great, but animation's fantastic. Uh, character design awesome story fun you know the best thing i could do in terms of that like if i would definitely say this is a good watch a good anime series to watch on netflix it's not the best anime series on netflix by far uh there's some other really cool exciting ones to watch uh in there as well but if you're like one of those super sentai fans out there and you're an ultraman fan i know there's definitely people out there who are this is definitely worth watching. I just hope that they give more. But for now, if I'm going to give this a grade, it's going to be a B for me. So go out of way, check it out and, you know, support it enough. Maybe we will get those other six episodes and maybe hopefully a season three pending anything that happens to Netflix from this point on, because I have no idea what they're going through 
and what's going on. But I just know that they need to stop playing with people. You know, I, it's one thing. I think it's one thing to do to do the um, the sharing of the. Uh, they should have never share. They should have never allowed people to share accounts in that way. I don't know how they can they can get out of doing that, but. You know, I, I they got to find a way. They got to find a way, but they also got to find a way to be reasonable with their with their fees, because that to me is it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. I don't know, but if you still have your Netflix account and you're an anime fan, Ultraman is a definite good series to watch. I mean, if you just watch both season one and two, if you haven't watched it yet, binge through season one and two, you'll absolutely love it all as a whole together but season two for me gets a b and it'll probably go up if there are another six episodes six seven episodes um coming afterwards but it looks like this may just be it because everything you know went into climax by episode six for me so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live as i said we are counting down the days leading up to the much anticipated sequel to dr strange and that is madness of the multiverse there's a lot of things that looks like it's going to be revealed new characters coming all sorts of craziness going on with this sam Raimi directing it so i the return of sam Raimi and the introduction of sam Raimi into the marvel cinematic universe this is going to be great i know he did tremendous on the spider-man movies but i think this is right up his alley i think this is the type of movie sam Raimi is definitely going to be into great to have this guy in into the realm of the marvel cinematic universe i am looking forward to this this is going to be so dope i get i i, I would be surprised if this movie sucked i really do but we're going to find out next week because we're going to be talking about it and i'm going to review it and give it a grade and what i thought from there so you the people the listeners if you enjoyed this episode and every episode of talk time live you can check us out on talktimelive.com lots of content on air audio episodes of this video exclusive interviews uh panel inter, uh panel uh videos that i have from last year's repop um multiverse you name it blog entries as well some really good blog entries and such uh, you know with you know figures i reviewed places i've been stuff like that you definitely want to go out of your way to check it out i'll be updating as i something new comes into my world on that but Oh, there's a, so much content for you to go into talktimelive.com. So definitely do that. If you wish to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast, we are everywhere. Podcast is list, you can, uh, where you can find it. <laughs> you can also go to uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and of course, all those people out there in Tumblr land, you could definitely go there. It's everywhere. And, and there, there are other places as well. Literally, it's just everywhere you listen to podcasts. So, folks, thank you so much. Uh, this week on Select Start, we will be reviewing uh, Tales of Arise on a PlayStation 5 uh in the multiverse madness so stay tuned for that and much much more so folks that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here have fun take care and have a great week
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.